Hello, Coaches Cup listeners. This is Sonia Green from Sonia Green Coaching. Welcome to this week. You've got me solo. I hope that you have been enjoying our episodes with other coaches and learning a lot. It's useful to me, even though we talk about many of the same concepts, it's always useful to me to hear someone else talk about them because they may say something in a different way than I've heard before. So I have enjoyed getting to talk with these coaches and we have a few weeks after this week that we'll have a few more, but I just wanted to pop in here this week because I've been thinking a lot about the concepts of fear, our personal fears that we have versus our intuition. In fact, I even was blogging about this at the end of last week. If you if you don't get my blog, I'm not as regular on my blog as I am on the Coach's Cup. It's not always weekly. Sometimes it's a couple of times a month or once a month, but you can go to soniagreencoaching.com and sign up to get notices when I do put out a blog. But I've been thinking about it. I've been writing about it. And I just wanted to come to you all because I think sometimes we forget to trust ourselves and it's a really important thing to remember that we can trust ourselves. You know, it's easy to believe in coaches. It's easy to believe in our teachers, our mentors, but sometimes we forget to believe in ourselves. And so what what started all of this is one of our listeners who was in the Dropping Imposter course mentioned one night in coaching that she felt like a failure because she hadn't spoken out in a meeting. And she felt like she had let her imposter syndrome get the best of her. And as we started uncovering all of the information and really listening to what was going on, what she came to realize is that she doesn't have to speak at every meeting to not have imposter syndrome. That's not the way that you measure whether or not you have imposter syndrome by if you speak up at a meeting or not. And what she discovered is that really she had very good intuition. She just wasn't trusting it. She knew actually that this was not going to be a meeting where it would have been productive for her to speak up. There were other ways to go about relating the information to the decision makers that would have been more useful. And so it had nothing to do with imposter syndrome. It actually was her intuition that was guiding her not to speak. But often I think we forget about our intuition or we don't trust our intuition. And instead, we prefer to blame ourselves for some failure rather than looking at it as really this was an opportunity that I took to trust myself, to think about myself and what was best for me in the moment. And that's what I really want to encourage you to do. Judith and I did a podcast a couple of years ago called The Power of the Pause. 
And in it, we talked about, and I think we've talked about this concept since then as well, but that whole episode was devoted to pausing between a thought and a response. And this is very much the same kind of thing. Many times we have trained ourselves, our culture has trained us. That's really where it comes from, our our place in society, our place in this culture has trained us to assume that we are in the wrong somehow in a situation. So for instance, in her situation, she was failing at dropping her imposter syndrome because she didn't speak up. But if we slow down and take time to examine, we can know 100% every time if we are making a decision out of fear or out of intuition. And doing that, that process of slowing down and knowing where our decisions are coming from can be so incredibly powerful. But how do you know, right? That's the question that you're asking. How can I know every time without a doubt? So I'm going to tell you, (laughs) I'm going to tell you how you can know every time without a doubt. This is part of that pausing. When we pause in between the thought and the decision, we drop into our bodies. We pay attention to what we're feeling inside. To do that, to drop into our bodies, we have to get still You know, maybe you're at your desk, so you can't get in a comfortable position, but relatively relaxed. Take some deep breaths and think about whatever decision it is that you're trying to make. Am I making this decision from fear or from intuition? When you drop into your body and you think about the decision that you're getting ready to make, If you're making it from fear, your body is going to be tense or it's going to tense up when you think about it. You're going to try to relax, but even as you try to relax and take those deep breaths, you're going to be holding tension somewhere in your body. For me, it's usually in my hands or in my neck and shoulders or in my hips. I have heard people who say it's in the pit of their stomachs. Some people will say it's in their eyes, across their eyes. It's different for everybody. And so it's not so much that you're holding it in a certain place. It's simply that you're holding it. You're holding this tension. And that's because your body cannot lie. Whenever your body is making a decision out of fear, that's like your body going against itself. It's lying to itself. It's, I I don't think this is the right decision. You're going to feel tension when you're making it from fear because it's not an authentic decision. I like to keep up with where I'm feeling the tension because what happens is you know, that's, that's why I know that I hold it in my hands and my shoulders, because 
sometimes I don't even realize that I'm acting out of fear until I realize that I am clenched or I am tense, I'm tight somewhere in my neck and shoulders, or or I'm clenching the steering wheel. That's the point where I'm like, oh, I'm holding on to all this tension. What's going on? What am I afraid of right now? What am I fearing as I make a decision? When I am making a decision out of my intuition, conversely, I can sit down in that comfortable place. I can take in those deep breaths and I'm generally relaxed. I'm not holding tension in my hands or my hips or my shoulders and neck. I feel a sense of peace, a sense of softness, for lack of a better word, in my muscles because I'm acting from a place of authenticity. Now, I know this sounds like a lot, and if you're at work, then maybe you can't sit and spend, you know, five, ten minutes figuring out where you're holding tension, figuring out why you're holding tension, figuring out why your body is reacting and what decision you've made. But if you practice this at times when you're at home or when you can, Then when you feel the tension at work or when you feel the tension and you're with somebody who creates tension because of the thoughts that you're thinking about them, then you can start to have that awareness. I'm holding this. I'm I'm tight. My shoulders are, are tight. My hands are clenched. What do I need to correct here? And in that moment, You can trust your intuition to lead you down the right path. I think having this ability to trust our intuition is one of the most powerful things that we can do for ourselves. When we're listening to our intuition, we are right 100% of the time. Our body, like I said, our body is not going to lie for us. It's not going to lead us in the wrong direction. So if you have to make a big decision and your brain is going to tell you, number one, your brain's going to tell you, I don't know the answer. That's always the first thing it has to offer up. That's why coaches won't let you get away. A good coach won't let you get away with the answer. I don't know. Because in your body, you always know. You always have the answer. But you have to learn to pause and listen. And so it takes some deliberate time at first. But as you get used to it, you gain the power of trusting your intuition, trusting that you always know what is best for you. And you're not going to beat yourself up on the back end because you didn't do something that you thought you were supposed to do because somebody else told you you should do it. You're going to trust yourself. No, my intuition was telling me not to do that thing. Why? And you're going to learn to trust yourself. You are always your best teacher and your best coach. 
that does not mean that it's not useful to have a coach to help you through this. But a good coach will never try to convince you to do something that goes against your intuition. A good coach will lead you to listen for that intuition and guide you to a place of authenticity and peace rather than fighting against your fears. All right. So I hope that was helpful. It's been helpful to me to just talk through it with you. It's been helpful for me as I've been practicing it more. It's something I've been practicing for a couple of years now, but I've really been trying to dial in on it lately and think about the way to do it. So I hope this has been helpful. If you want to get on my email list where you're going to get notices for my blog, where you're going to get notices when new episodes of the Coaches Cup come out, you can do that at soniagreencoaching.com. I'd also love for you to pop on and let us know on the Coaches Cup Facebook page if this has been helpful for you or how you listen to your intuition. What helps you to trust your intuition? All right. I'll see you next week.